Welcome to the Health is Wealth podcast. I'm Nicole Nelson, founder of Living Well with Nick, health coach and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you the tools, strategies, and motivational stories that will move you to take inspired action. It's time to break through fear and elevate your life. So get ready to feel inspired. After all, your health is your greatest wealth. You're listening to the Health is Wealth podcast, episode number 22. Today's episode is a conversation with naturopathic medical intern Lauren Holden about managing stress and anxiety naturally. Lauren is the blogger behind Lowe's Healthy Life. She lives in Toronto, Canada, where she is studying naturopathic medicine and is currently a fourth year intern. She has a strong passion for all things health and wellness and believes in a root cause approach to illness. She is also passionate about food, focusing on delicious treats and eats, but without the gluten, dairy, or refined sugars. Are you ready? Let's dive in. The focus of the podcast we talked about is going to be how to deal with stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. naturally and how to become more mindful. And I thought before we dive into that, if you could talk about what inspired you to pursue a career in naturopathic medicine, because that's currently what you're doing right now. So if you can tell everyone just some more details around that, that'd be great. Okay, sure. Well, it kind of started honestly from my own experience. I think most, I even after hearing most of my classmates stories too, that's usually how people get into the career is kind of experiencing the benefits that it has to offer for themselves. And so stemming back like years ago, I was struggling with digestive issues. And so I obviously just went to the doctor to kind of get help with that. I was prescribed like a laxative and just told to eat more yogurt, both of which didn't really offer that much relief, unfortunately. And then I feel like I kind of had reached my limit with the Western medical system. While I appreciate it for so many things, certain conditions and certain health issues, I definitely think it kind of has a limit. So I started seeking help from like alternative practitioners and that's what kind of got me to see an naturopathic doctor myself. And it just completely changed my life. Like just... I don't, I don't know. Like it would be like the smallest little things that I would modify with my lifestyle, my diet, and just things that sometimes even seemed like common sense. And they made like such a huge difference. I just had never had anyone tell me that before. And so it started with seeing a naturopath for my digestive issues. And then I kind of had some other health issues that came up along the way. Um, like I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and on medication for that for quite a few years. But unfortunately, I was getting a lot of negative side effects from those. So I wanted to come off that medication. And through like naturopathic approaches, I was actually able to do that. And I've been off of it now for a year and a half, I think. And I honestly, when I was on that medication, I thought I was never going to be able to live my life without it. But then I was also having so many negative effects from it. Mm -hmm. So I just made the decision to officially come off of it. And I actually feel the best I ever have in my life. Knock on wood. <laughs> so amazing. yeah, just like having my own experiences with it made me really appreciate the profession. And honestly, I just became obsessed. I wanted that. I knew right there that I wanted to do that with my life. Cause I'm so I've, I've always kind of loved health and wellness. And then knowing that there was a career that was basically helping people obtain 
like that health and wellness for themselves and become their best selves was just really appealing to me. And it's kind of neat how it sounds like a naturopathic, they kind of coach and teach someone. Yes. The doctor that really just prescribes, right? Nothing against Western doctors. Like you said, you love them for a specific time and place. But, you know, when you mentioned that you were diagnosed with ADD, instead of a doctor sitting down with you and, and helping you understand like what was taking place in your brain and your body and how you could cope with it naturally, they just prescribed you medication. Exactly. So it's probably a very rewarding field to get into. It really is. And I think I'm starting to actually see that now because, cur- so it's a four year um, program that I'm in. There's a little bit of controversy as to how you can become a naturopath. But Mm -hmm. if you want to be an accredited naturopathic doctor, you have to go to an accredited four-year medical program. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm currently in that now. I'm in my fourth year. And during fourth year, we actually start seeing patients. So under the, of course, a supervisor, a licensed naturopathic Mm -hmm. doctor, who's my supervisor. Um, So that's been really rewarding as well to actually, because you learn about all this stuff in school and it's great learning all the theories and everything. But when you actually get to apply that to someone's life and see the changes that you're making in their life right before your eyes, it's such a beautiful thing. I I just love it. And it makes me realize how, how, lucky I am to be in this career and mm-hmm. in this profession. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. So you graduate next summer or yeah, next okay. May. I'm, I'm done next May, middle okay. of next May, I think. Oh, so you're so close. You're in like the final stretch. I know it went by so fast. It's crazy. I bet. I, I just started. <laughs> so talk to me a little more about your uh, your story with anxiety and stress. Like, have you always been kind of an anxious person or when did, when did you become aware that you had anxiety and, um, and how did you start to heal yourself naturally from that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll just start off by saying first, I was, I don't have like a diagnosed anxiety disorder by any means. I, I'm not, I've never been, I've never fit into that category, Mm -hmm. but I do think that in the world we live in now, all of us have some sort of unmanaged stress and can benefit from managing that stress in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it was a lot of just a lot of just unmanaged stress and just being in my own head. And like I mentioned, I had digestive issues uh, and that's kind of what got me into this career path originally, but I do believe that those digestive issues were really correlated to um, just stress and anxious thinking because I, I didn't really talk about it, but I definitely did have a lot of disordered eating while I was also going through my digestive issues. And I think that just constantly obsessing and thinking over everything that you're putting in your body, counting every calorie and just want like always having to be working out and just so obsessed with your appearance. And you might not realize that that is anxiety, but like that, that is a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of stress going on inside someone's body. Mm -hmm. And the, we know now, like we don't know a ton about it yet, but we're learning more that how connected our mind is to our gut. And I do think that being in a constant fight or flight stress mode um, can affect your digestion. So I think that everything I was dealing with was very intertwined and kind of 
managing that stress and managing. And I mean, you're always going to have stress in your life. Mm -hmm. There's no way to stop that, but there are tools and tricks and tips that I have now that I have in my back pocket and I use as resources when things do get kind of crazy and I can just, um, I can find ways to accept the stress and not let it take over my life and really affect me the way it used to in the past, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I like how you said that everyone has some form of anxiety, mm-hmm. whether they acknowledge it or not, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a natural feeling that we all have, but some of us um, either choose to acknowledge it and, and deal with it in a healthy way, or you don't. And that's where you really run into, into issues. So when you started becoming, I guess, more aware of when your anxiety was um, like reaching a higher level or kicking in, mm-hmm. what are a couple practical tools that you use that you have found super helpful to help with your anxiety? For sure. I think it can be very overwhelming in the beginning, especially like I totally understand that. Like when you feel anxious, the last thing you want to do is sit and try to meditate or try to do some deep breathing exercises. But I think focusing on progress over over perfection and just starting, just start doing something Mm -hmm. can really be life-changing because you're building those habits. And then over time, they're going to become like second nature. And those are going to be the tools that you have in your back pocket to reach for when life does get extra crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I think the number one thing, and I know if you're in the wellness community, you probably hear this all the time, but a morning routine is so I love my morning routine. Yes. It's honestly, it is life-changing. Having a good morning routine that works for you as an individual, I think is truly life-changing and that can look different for so many people. Like for me, that's just carving out at least 30 minutes when I wake up drinking my water. And like, if I want to listen to a podcast or just go for a walk, nothing too crazy. I personally, I know journaling works for so many people. Mm. I'm not, I don't like the act of writing things out for some reason. So that honestly didn't, doesn't really work for me. A gratitude journal works really well for me. Um, or even just like practicing gratitude and whether that's praying to God, the universe, whatever, um, you believe in, Mm -hmm. uh, and starting your day in kind of that high vibe energy from practicing that gratitude, I do think can also be really helpful and, um, yeah, focusing on gratitude originally was a, a game changer for me. And it, like, because no matter how bad life gets or how hard life gets or how stressful it is, you, you can always find something, whether that's that the sun shining or that you're breathing right now to, mm-hmm. to look forward to and to be happy about and to be thankful for. So even just doing that and making my mornings a bit slower, that's all I really did in the beginning. Um, Another thing that I really did find super helpful was reading books, listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. and educating myself a little bit um, because mindfulness, I I didn't even really know what like mindfulness or like meditation or any of that stuff was. And just kind of focusing on even just learning about it in the beginning was a huge game changer and got me excited to start practicing it myself in my daily life. I even find with podcasts, um, anytime I listen to one, typically for myself, it's in the afternoon when I go on my walk or if I'm Mm -hmm. doing some like admin work and I want something on in the background, I notice after I'm done listening, I am in such a better mood. Even if I wasn't in like a bad mood before, it instantly raises your frequency. 
hundred percent like an inspirational podcast or you're learning something, you just get in a different headspace. So definitely like adding that into your morning routine. If you're someone who just like jumps right into work or to school or whatever, Mm -hmm. without taking time for yourself, Mm -hmm. that can really, that can really take a toll on the rest of your day. Right. Because you haven't like shown yourself any love. You haven't filled your mind with positive thoughts and you're just right away heading into this stressful day without having any type of foundation set. It's like you're starting your day in that fight or flight, fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And it's just, if you're never giving yourself that time to just relax and appreciate the current moment, it's just going to make it that much more challenging as you continue through the rest of the day. Exactly. It's kind of like the equivalent. If you were to tell a a professional sprinter, Mm -hmm. I want you to just go, go right into your workout. I want you to sprint around this track without even warming up. That would be detrimental to your muscles. So think of it as you would never work out without warming up your body before. So don't just jump into your day without warming up your mind, warming up your heart, all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. I actually, I just thought of this comparison too, because I know when I'm doing a workout or something, if I like, sometimes I am in the mood to push myself, but I'm getting tired. If I honestly just stop and take a drink of water for like a minute and then I get back into it, I'm even stronger than I was before. And I'm giving it more of my all than I was before. And I kind of think of that like the same way I think of slowing down your mind and mindfulness practices and whether that's meditation or just like breathing a breathing routine or something, it it really is just that rest that kind of will Mm -hmm. power you through the rest, the rest of your day or that next hurdle that you have to get through. Exactly. So you mentioned that you love to meditate, right? Yes. Okay. Do you use an app or how do you meditate? Okay. So I feel like a lot of the traditional meditation meditations don't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did find this past year, I found the Joe Dispenza meditations mm. and they're very, I don't know. Have you ever tried them? No, I haven't. Okay. They're very unique. And I started reading some of his books. So I was kind when I did started doing the meditations, I was kind of used to his, the way that he speaks. Cause it is definitely a little bit woo woo, okay. but I mean, a lot of what he says is like backed by science and we're constantly learning more about it, but they're very like based on like metaphysics a little bit and that mm. kind of stuff. But I don't know. I kind of need that to get out of my head in a way. And so a lot of the ones where it's just like a timer and it's just like telling me to do stuff and just breathe and just let thoughts go out of my head never really resonated with me, but Mm -hmm. his really did. So I love doing those. And then even just um, recently I've been mentioning breathing routines a little bit. I started doing the, uh, I think it's Wim Hof Okay. Um, breathing routines. He has like a, a free one on YouTube and on his IGTV too. And they're only 10 minutes. And I really like them because it's not just, oh, sit there and let your, your mind be quiet. Because mm-hmm. as someone with attention problems, that's very challenging <laughs> for me. Yeah. So I like both of those have really, really resonated with me. And I actually get excited to sit down and do them. Whereas like when I was just using like meditation apps and stuff, it didn't really work that well. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I noticed really works well for me is Googling or YouTubing hypnosis, which mm-hmm. I know isn't really like a meditation, but 
after I started listening to a few, like I would, if I wanted one for attention, if I wanted one for focus or energy, like you can Google hypnosis for anything and I would just put it on and I find it more of like an active meditation, if that makes sense. I know it's like hypnosis, but I really like those two. I just, I have to have a certain type of meditation. I can't just Mm -hmm. do your your regular sit down and yep, um, yep. like that. Kind I, of thing. I am the exact same way. And I think it can be very discouraging if you just jump right into that without following a guided meditation, because it can be very frustrating. 100%. And you look at the clock, you're like, okay, 30 seconds is only passed. There's no way I can do this for like even three minutes at this point. No, not at all. That's why I also too, I think even just focusing on like mindfulness and getting more present in your day-to-day life is even Mm -hmm. a great start and it's so easy you don't have to like sit down and be watching a clock and you don't have to put that much pressure on yourself to start doing it you just kind of have to start doing it even if that's driving your car instead of getting in your own head just maybe think of like your breath right now and focus on getting those deep belly breaths in Mm -hmm. and just looking at the sky around you or just appreciating what is around you in any current moment is a really easy way to start practicing mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned mindfulness. Let's talk about what mindfulness actually means, because I feel Mm -hmm. like it's one of those buzzwords that has been Mm -hmm. thrown around in the past couple of years. So if you had to define mindfulness, Mm -hmm. what would it be? For me, I, I think mindfulness is honestly about accepting the present moment Mm. and it doesn't mean that everything's necessarily going to feel incredible in that moment but just being okay with what is in that moment and allowing yourself to feel any emotions that come up and let those work through your body and letting them flow through you I think is really important I think if you need to cry if you need to laugh um, Mm -hmm. just do it and let yourself feel what you need to in that moment and just being really in tune with what your body is wanting in a certain moment, if that makes sense. I feel like mindfulness can definitely mean so many things for different people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think just really being present and focusing on what I'm doing Mm -hmm. in the now Mm -hmm. is, is what mindfulness really ultimately is to me. And I like how you said it's about being present, but it's also accepting what's happening because I think you can be present and not aware of how you're feeling or what your body's telling you, what your mind is telling you, but sinking into that and letting Mm -hmm. yourself feel that emotion and then choosing how you're going to react to it. Exactly. Um, I like that definition of that acceptance piece in there. Yeah. I think that's really important too. So when it comes to, if you were to compare practices that help you deal with stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and then practices that help you become more become more mindful is there this intersection like are your practices the same do you, do you rely on meditation or um, you know pulling up a hypnosis video like does that help you get into that more mindful state and then that relieves that anxiety or stress like is everything kind of interconnected Oh, 100%. Because when you think about it, like anxiety, I've heard this comparison before, like anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression Mm -hmm. is kind of worrying about the past, but being in the present moment is just being in the present moment. And you, when you're not focused on the past or the future, you can actually just be. And 
embrace what is going on around you right now because mm-hmm. ultimately that's all we have in this life is this moment right now exactly. and I, I sometimes think I'm just like I don't I've went through that stressing about everything that can go wrong in the future I've stressed about everything I did wrong in the past and when you can just kind of be with what is now it, it really is life-changing it's life-changing it's not it, and it is a practice too. And by practice, I mean, you have to do it regularly. You have to keep practicing you, and that's how you get better at it. And that's how it becomes more of a habit and second nature. Like when I first started, I think the first book I ever read on mindfulness was one of Eckhart Tolle's books. Oh yeah. I, for, I forget was it, which um, Is it The Power of Now? Yes. That's I it. love that book. Yeah. I love that one too. I also have his other book, A New Earth. I find them very similar, but I, I love his work. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of my thinking started from reading those books and just getting familiar with that language. And whenever I first read it, sometimes I would find myself being frustrated with what he was saying. Me too. Because, yeah. Yes. Because I was like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yes. And now, now it does. And, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen overnight. It, it is, it is a practice and it is something that you have to just implement into your life daily to get better at and to make it feel more comfortable because it isn't comfortable at first. Exactly. It's the same thing if you were trying out a new workout routine mm-hmm. and you gave it two days, you're like, well, I'm sore. I'm not going to do that again. That wasn't worth it. You got to give it some time yeah. or nourishing your body with healthy food. You don't just choose to eat healthy for a week and then you're like, well, I did that, checking that off my list. It's practice. It's day in and day out. You're choosing to do certain things that are nourishing your mind and body, just like your morning routine, right? That's a choice. No one's there to make sure that you do that. Mm -hmm. You're making a choice to set yourself up for success for the day. Exactly. So can we touch just a little bit on the food piece of it? For sure. And- can you share just some foods that you have found have either helped you either reduce your stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and then how being mindful of the foods that you're eating and the choices that you're making of foods to put into your body, how that plays like a bigger role in everything? Of course. So um, when it comes to food, I feel like it's not necessarily about what you're eating, but when it comes to anxiety, I should say, it is about what you're eating, but it's also about balancing those macronutrients as well, because ultimately what I find to be the most helpful when um, someone is struggling with anxiety is balancing their blood sugar. Mm. And to do that, you really want to start incorporating more healthy fats and more protein into each meal. So for example, if you're having a piece of fruit, that's, that's a great snack and fruit is a great natural form of sugar. Um, but why not pair that with some nut butter or Mm -hmm. something like that, which is actually just going to lessen and, um, kind of modulate the the degree in which that blood sugar response is going to occur, um, which is really important for, um, managing anxiety as well. And even another example would be like having a smoothie. If you want to have a smoothie, um, instead of just making it mostly fruit, I mean, that's great, but throw in some protein powder, Mm -hmm. maybe some hemp seeds. You can either even top it with like a tablespoon of, or two of nut butter and flax seeds. Fiber is also great for helping to, uh, modulate that blood sugar response and Mm -hmm. ultimately balance blood sugar levels. And when you can have a stable blood sugar level, 
throughout the day, that's going to be really, really helpful and just helping with any anxiety throughout the day as well, any mood swings, that kind of thing. Blood sugar, blood sugar balance is a really, um, really important aspect to so many areas of health, I think too. Hmm. So that's interesting. So not just paying attention to what you're eating, but like how you're pairing things Mm -hmm. together from a macronutrient standpoint. And so like looking at a breakfast or a snack, like making sure you have protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and everything is pretty well balanced, right? Exactly. Throwing in um, some fiber-rich fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. are great as well. And Mm -hmm. things like flax and chia, like I mentioned. But yeah, obviously you want to focus on less processed foods. That's going to be really beneficial because artificial ingredients and artificial flavorings um, can just be irritating and just aren't necessarily good for your health in general. So focusing on as many whole foods and a wide variety of foods as you can, while also keeping in mind that macronutrient balance is really important and can be really beneficial in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So when your when your blood sugar is dropping, is your body going into like this state of fight or flight, and that's where that like stress and anxiety can come from? Yeah, exactly. In a way, because when you're hungry, that's like that that's uncomfortable for your body and you're going to release cortisol and cortisol is going to make you feel more stressed. And I don't know about you, but like, I know whenever I get even way too low or way too high blood sugar levels, I can feel kind of jittery and I I get that feeling where it's just really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then that can kind of that those physical manifestations can also make you feel anxious alone. You know what I mean? That's even like another Another good thing to point out is um, caffeine and people mm-hmm. with anxiety. It is, it, it can sound um, daunting, but really watching how much caffeine you drink um, is really important. I know for me, that was one of the things that really helps me. Like I still drink coffee because I found kind of my happy spot, but I, whenever my anxiety levels were really bad, or I should say my stress levels, because I don't have a diagnosed anxiety condition, but whenever my stress gets really bad, I can only tolerate, I can tolerate the smallest amount of caffeine. It it really is crazy. And just watching your caffeine intake um, and stimulants in general, like even teas, some teas can have Mm -hmm. caffeine. They usually have a lot less though. Or if you do want to have your um, coffee, pair it with a healthy fat. And um, that can also really help uh, slow the response, the response of caffeine in the blood. I used to blend, I haven't done it in a while just because I got out of the habit, but I used to love blending my coffee with a teaspoon of coconut oil Mm -hmm. because it made it super creamy. And I also love the flavor of it, but it also really did help with, um, the caffeine spike I would get from it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've even noticed since I've switched to four Sigmatic, which I know Mm -hmm. you love four Sigmatic Mm -hmm. too. I do not get any type of caffeine headache. I don't get jittery and back in my, when I was younger, like in high school, college, and like into my mid twenties, I guess I was very much a latte person. So Mm -hmm. I would have like two shots of espresso and some type of nut milk. And I could probably have two of those a day. And that's a lot of caffeine. And I've noticed now even having one or two shots of regular espresso in a drink, if I'm like at a coffee shop or I'm, I'm just having a regular coffee, Mm -hmm. I will notice the effects. And for me, I now get a headache. 
and I will start wow. to feel um, just a little on edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, if someone like pokes me, I, I will just like go off. And I never have that with Four Sigmatic because it's the adaptogens that yes. are, are helping you to digest that caffeine um, and allow that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that disperse of the caffeine into your bloodstream. Exactly. It's a lot slower and more- It's like a so re- slow release that's yes, really helpful. Yes, exactly. So I think that's a good tip. If mm-hmm. you if you notice that you're feeling off mm-hmm. when you have your morning coffee or your afternoon coffee, maybe tone it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, pair it with a healthy fat, look for a coffee like Four Sigmatic that has adaptogens in it. I'm telling yeah. you that it can be such a game changer and you don't necessarily have to give it up or go, go cold turkey. You can just drink it differently. Exactly. Exactly. And it still tastes just as great. It just gives like you, regular it gives coffee. You, exactly. It gives you that boost of energy. Another thing too, that I've been trying so hard to get myself to like is matcha because it's so, mm. so good for you. It still yeah. has that it has so many antioxidants and just nutrients in general, but it also has that nice little bit of caffeine, mm-hmm. but it also has L-theanine in it, which is an amino acid that is really calming on your body. So it kind of helps again, stabilize that caffeine release and just the effects that the caffeine can have on your body. I do notice whenever I drink matcha, my focus is like that nice, calm, energized focus, yeah. but yeah. I don't feel jittery. I don't feel on edge. I don't feel like one of the things that I used to get from my um, ADD medication, which was one of the reasons why I came off it was um, shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. And I I honestly couldn't even like catch my breath. And so that kind of started happening with caffeine too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's another thing that if you notice that you're, you can't breathe after you have your coffee, that might be one, one reason to tone it down a bit or just look for a good quality coffee like the four sigmatic ones yes, or exactly yeah well you've given some really good tips for not only dealing with stress and anxiety but becoming more mindful like you said meditating um journaling i personally love journaling that's yes. also a great practice um looking up different types of guided meditations if you're struggling mm-hmm. with just meditating on your own making sure that your blood sugar is is balanced, all these really, really good tools. Mm -hmm. So if you could go back several years and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that be? And it doesn't have to be related to what we talked about. It can be, it can be more personal if you want. That's a great question. Um, I would tell her a lot of things. I would tell her a lot of things. (laughs) I think I would definitely tell her to just be a lot easier on herself because even the things and I mean I remember my parents telling me this now like the stuff that you are worrying about now honey isn't gonna matter however many years down the road but Mm. I think it would just be to go easy on myself realize like you're doing the best you can and again I, I said this earlier but just focus on progress over perfection. If there's something you want to change or if there's something you're not happy with in your life, that's okay to acknowledge that and to try to be better each and every day. But you don't have to be perfect, you know, to be mm-hmm. to be great. You have to just be constantly working on yourself, focusing on getting better and let that kind of be your guide. I realized too, like 
I would also tell her to enjoy the journey because for so long, I thought that you needed to get to an end goal to be happy with something, whether that's a certain weight or Mm -hmm. whether that's a certain grade in school, whatever it may be. Um, But really that's, that's not where you find the joy in life. If you can learn to enjoy the ride, enjoy the process you're going to be so much happier, so much more satisfied in the long run. And that's great when you, if you achieve a goal, but I realize once you get somewhere, you need to keep moving. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage her to keep setting new goals, keep um, changing, rerouting and doing what you have to do to feel your best and get to where you want to be, but enjoy the ride along the way. I love that. And then you're not in a constant state of like waiting Right? Exactly. You're like waiting for that one thing to happen. And then if it doesn't, you're disappointed and you've missed out on all those years that you've been working towards something and you don't realize that like that is life. Life is exactly. not a des- destination. And I, I completely agree with everything you just said, because I think our personalities are very similar, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like school and striving for perfection and mm-hmm. learning to let go of that. And like you said, just try your best. If you're trying every day, if you're making progress, that's all that matters at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. I realized that definitely through school, even with this program, because it's much more, it's definitely challenged me the most in any aspect of my education. But, and I would feel in the beginning, I'd be like, there's no way I can learn all this. There's no way I can memorize all this information. But as long as I did as much as I could with the time that I had and prepared in in a way that I knew I was giving it my all. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know what, whatever the outcome is, like if I did everything I could and I failed that exam, you know, at least I did everything yeah. I could. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't like beat yourself up for it. And usually that didn't happen. Well, that, right. that didn't happen. It's just <laughs> another reason too. It's like you get in your head about, you can get in your head about everything. And ultimately if I did fail an exam, there's not really anything I can do with it about mm-hmm. except keep going forward try something new the next time around and, and there's no need to stress about it now. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of got, I had to get good at letting that go in this program and it ended up usually being fine. So I would have been wasting my time anyways, stressing out over nothing. Yeah, <laughs> That exactly. usually is what happens with stress. Right. Right. Okay. So one fun question, just to wrap it up. Um, when you are either making a coffee or you mentioned matcha at home, or you go out to a coffee shop, what is your typical order? If you were treating yourself to like a fun drink? Ooh, if it's a fun drink. Yeah. Um, cause normally when I go out to a coffee shop, I usually, I'm okay with dairy. I'm one of those mm-hmm. crazy people that doesn't kind of like dairy. <laughs> um, so I'll usually do like cream and then I'll do some cinnamon. So that's, that's my Ooh, typical yum. order. Okay. If I was going to treat myself. I would say I'm at Starbucks or something. I'd probably do like some sort of like half sweet latte. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Even with, I, I usually, if I'm doing a latte, I'll usually get it with like almond milk or coconut milk or something. Cause too, too much dairy doesn't necessarily feel great. <laughs> yes. Okay. You should, if you like the lattes from Starbucks, you should try their honey latte. Ooh, I've never. It's really, really good. Um, they just added it to their menu this past year, like within the last six months. Yeah. Cause I've never heard of that. Yeah. And my mom had told me that it actually came from a customer suggestion. 
Wow. So that's how they created the drink. It's really good. It's not, it doesn't taste like syrupy or sugary, like a vanilla or a caramel can. It's just Mm -hmm. like a really nice, sweet, perfectly sweet drink. It sounds so comforting. Oh, it is. I had it in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was very good. I'm going to add that to my list of things (laughs) to try. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. This was so fun to chat with you. I appreciate you for having me. This has been great. It's funny whenever, because we've been Instagram friends for a while now, but it's funny when we, we haven't actually talked in person, but but you Literally feel like you know them. I feel like I've known you for years. It's the weirdest know, thing, but I also know. the best thing. Right. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the Health is Wealth podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. If you love the show, share it with a friend you think would love it as well. Also, please leave us a review if you feel called to do so by going to iTunes and sharing your honest thoughts and what you would like to hear more of on the podcast. Until next time, remember, your health is your greatest wealth.